Yes, Alias Investigations is open for business, and so is Hogarth with no associates. And wait a minute. Was that a Hellcat sighting? The Jessica Jones After Show starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Yes, welcome to the Jessica Jones After Show. I'm Christian Blatt. I'm happy that we have at least one more Marvel Netflix uh, series to go through. Uh, joined by my great panel. Say hello, panel. Hello, panel. Hello. Hi. How's it going? We can introduce yourselves, okay. too. That's kind of what I meant. Uh, I am April Dawn, and I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. And? I'm Adam Gertler, and I am becoming uh, the regular go-to guy for the lame duck superhero shows, as they, uh, as I've also on the Swamp Thing after show. Oh, man. That's how they bring me in. Yeah. You're like the fixer. You're, you're, the, you're the cooler, like in Vegas. Yeah, the table's exactly. too high. It's like, uh, you know, this show's doing a little too well. Let's go ahead and put Gerber down there on the end yes. and uh, make sure that we don't get it anymore. Uh, but no, as a, as a, for the most part, I've been a huge fan of the Marvel Netflix experiment. Yes. Like, way more than, like, the ABC or ABC Family versions of sure. those things. Um so, uh, you know, I, I really hope that this last one goes down with a great series and is a complete story, and then I'll, I will be satisfied, you know? The, the noir nature of this show lends itself to, like, a nice, complete story. So I feel like more, more so than with Daredevil, which really hurt me, I feel like if, if Jessica Jones sticks to season three landing, I think it could be, like... A really nice ending for the Marvel Netflix experiment. And just really quickly, I want to ask each of you, uh, April, how did you feel about season two of Jessica Jones? Because it is not a lot of people's favorite, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there were some criticisms. So, sort of going into it, what were your feelings on season two and expectations for season three? I liked season two a lot more than most people did. I really liked the family dynamic, mm-hmm. and like I actually think it was on par with the first season. I know that's a hot take, but <laughs> that is a hot take. Yeah, by the way. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for season three, and I hope they wrap it up nicely. Uh, what did you think about season two, Adam? I, I think uh, I, I was not as big a fan of season two. I have to say, it, it, I, I found it slow, uh, and I didn't really like the family stuff as much. Also, I've finally come to terms. With the fact that David Tennant is my man crush. Oh, yeah, <laughs> having yeah, just sure. seen Good Omens and, yes, the Doctor Who stuff and this and Broadchurch, like, that was just so perfect. And, and I had read the, 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 the Bendis comic when it came out, which the, the first arc of Alias was all about, like, the Purple Man. And, yeah. you know, so it was, like, the only Jessica Jones story I knew, which it, it was a new character. That, that was the funny thing. When this character, when he wrote this character, he wrote it and sort of retconned her into the Marvel Universe, right? Like he said, like oh, she'd been around, she'd been an Avenger, and that was a really cool thing I never really saw, saw it done before. Yeah, it's the interesting thing is because they wanted this character to be Jessica Drew, who had been Spider Woman, and oh, then they didn't want to let them do that. So then he came up with a creative way to have it make sense. So that's why you'll see some similarities in their backstory. So in the original like Max series, like when they came out with before those... they actually sat down to write it, it wow. was like, so I want to do this to Jessica Jones, and they were, uh, Je- uh, Jessica, Jessica Drew. Drew, and they were like, oh. no, thank you. So, that is so which would have been amazing. If I that's what happened that. to Spider Woman. Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, they took. For season 
season one, and yes, for the the Bendis comics, they took the Purple Man. Look, honestly, not a great character, and they made him awesome, and you know, just terrifying, and so well done. And I think season two probably suffered because of how good Kilgrave was. But I, in general, I liked it. You know what I liked the most about it is I like how much Trish we got mm-hmm. because uh, Trish. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely Team Trish. We had a little of her music video last season. I mean, who's, uh-huh. who's not going to love that? <laughs> you know, it was it was a cray cray, as she said in the in the. But uh, so, uh, yeah, I think it was a little bit. I was a little bit disappointed, but in general, I like. You want to talk about hot takes? I like both seasons of Iron Fist in general. Ooh. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, in general, I have enjoyed all of this, and you know, coming to an end. Yeah, that's that's sad. But when you think about it, even though I would love more Daredevil, we still got thirty nine hours of Daredevil. Which, if they had been movies, you know, what we'd have maybe six hours. Yeah, at this I point. want more. I do too. I, I do too. But I'm well, just saying, I'm I'm appreciating what we have yes, gotten. And, and April, right. and I, April and I were talking, and I think we both kind of felt, or at least I felt that, like you know, Daredevil was that one that really worked on this limited budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, maybe you didn't have him swinging on his billy club like Spider-Man, but maybe yeah. that's too much like Spider-Man. So I, I really was like pretty on board with Daredevil top to bottom every season. I thought that was mm-hmm. the most consistent, greatest one. Um, I will say that this new season of Jessica Jones starts off great. I love... I love kicking it into gear with that familiar noir, I'm on a case kind of thing yes. with the narration and all that. I'm like, we're back in this world, and I was very happy to be there right from the get-go. Yeah, when we start off, and she's, you know, on the case uh, on the beach, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, she's dressed like Jessica Jones, of course. She loves that shade of, yeah. of denim. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I was I was just excited. I'm like, you know, look, I've been looking forward to this season ever since I knew there was going to be a third one, especially when we found out this was going to be the last month. Marvel Netflix show, and then I just like right being thrown right into it. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is why I like her. Even if you know season two wasn't my favorite, I always liked her. Mm-hmm. She's always great. So just to have her like, yep, I'm still doing my thing. And, uh, you know, I got some got some issues surrounding myself as always, but uh, just seeing her right back in the thick of it, uh, I, I agree with you, Adam, on that. Uh, what did you think? Just see, yeah, you know, just seeing Jessica on screen again. You know, and er, you know, Kristen Ritter inhabiting this character again. Yeah, she is. Is this character. I absolutely love her portrayal of it, and I love the way the season kicks off, because just the way she is with her boots and her denim, and it's so fitting for her character. And I do like the idea that she took the plane flight from Mexico, didn't bother to empty the sand out of her boots until she got into the uh-huh. office. I love that. I yeah. really did think that was a great detail, because mm-hmm. then, as, as someone who travels a lot, like you just... I just felt that whole day with her. You know what I mean? And I, I really did like that. I, I agree with you. I think even though Daredevil was like my favorite show, I, I think her interpretation and the um, it's become iconic. You know, mm-hmm. like she really is that character, even more so than the character in the comic that I read. Like you kind of like almost like you know with a lot of people, Captain America, kind of like Chris Evans became Captain America mm-hmm. more so than what you would have thought in the comics. That's what I feel about Kristen Ritter's Jessica Jones. Like it's it's what I associate with the character. If I'm reading it, that's who I hear in my head. Absolutely. Yeah, her character uh, has so much of, of the personality. You know, I mean, obviously you've seen her in a lot of things, but it, it's very reminiscent of when she was the the B in Apartment Twenty Three. 
just sort of that tone for everything she says is sort of that kind of comment. And uh, I think it, it, it's very hard to imagine seeing this character played by someone else. Mm-hmm. You can say that about all of them, but this one, it's like, well, she doesn't have a mask. She's always just her. And you can't tell her when she's superheroing versus when she's just getting drunk at the bar. Yep. Because usually she's got a drink in her hand in both places. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, she is this character, and that's why I've always liked this show. And uh, just getting to see her... Uh, you know, see, seeing her go about her business was uh, it, it was refreshing, and of course, taking on pro bono cases for ungrateful people. Uh-huh. At least she has she hasn't learned that lesson, has she? Uh, so uh, I thought uh, I thought it was great, and uh, we uh, we see some familiar faces. Uh, we 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 see well. Let me first talk about the new face we see. Uh, the I guess secretary is the best way to describe and. Uh, Here's a little behind-the-scenes uh, information. Uh, I deleted my notes right before we went on, so I don't have the name of that new character, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll I'll know it for uh, our next episode. But uh, I had it in my notes, mm-hmm. but I don't have it now. And uh, so I thought their interaction was great, and it's just like you know, and Vito, the the little kid, the the neighbor kid, is there talking about like, well, you don't even like her, and she has this great line of, you know, it keeps her from getting attached, you know, to keep a to keep a safe distance. So. Uh, I think that's very telling because you know things didn't end well with uh, with Marcus uh, last season, and just in general, she seems to not want people to be too close to her. Uh, what did you think, April, of her interaction of Jessica's interaction with uh, her uh, very loud and colorful uh, assistant slash secretary? I liked their little sparring; like yeah. their attitudes really matched well, and she could handle her own. And I like when Jessica came in and she poured her a drink right away. She yeah. seems to really understand her. Yeah, I thought that was. <laughs> That was very like domestic, you know, sort of like when you see like was the fifties. Jillian, Jillian, yeah, there I think you you're right, yeah, I, and like the the old, uh, you know, like fifties sitcom, you know, the, the husband comes home from work and the, the you know the, the the pipe and slippers are like there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, well, here's your drink because obviously you need it. Yeah, what did you think of Jillian? Yeah, well, that that is another noir trope: the assistant that looks out for the alcoholic detective, gives them guff. But is uh, has their best interest at heart, making them a drink. You know the partner that that that's the subservient that doesn't act like the subservient. So, I I, I think this this show when it, when it's leaning into those kind of tropes, I really like it because we know it's got the Marvel uh, superhero filter uh, put on top of it, but. Remember, this is a show about about cases, about a PI that is probably going to get caught up in something over her head, and then is going to have something twist halfway through, and it's not going to be what you expected. <laughs> like, and it's okay, it's okay to kind of lean into tropes like that, um, you know, when they're well done. Yeah, exactly, and I, I think that uh, you know that I guess the nature of a Netflix show is that you always want the kind of overarching story throughout the whole thing. But I think this show would have worked. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, we have to talk about it in the past tense. It would have worked as like a, a more episodic, you know, twenty-two episode, like just different cases throughout the season as and, a procedural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it would have worked. You could it see it that, would have worked yeah. really well as a procedural. But uh, so you know, I think uh, it, it's great to see that. Uh, 
you know, she's got uh, she's got things. Uh, well, she's got things relatively under control at home, except that is an ugly couch. It, did either of you like that couch? Because uh, I, I don't. No, it's a no. horrible it's couch. A horrible couch. Yeah. All right, <laughs> but I, I, I love how she says when she says "I love it" to Rebecca De Mornay's <laughs> character. You know, it's like you know that timing is coming again. That, that, that yeah. Which let's talk about Trisha's mom, uh, who I was uh, happy to see back. Uh, Were you? Well, she's a terrible person, but a great character. Yeah. You know, she's a great she's a great foil for Jessica. And to a, to a, like her, the scenes with her and Trish were the ones that were harder to watch. Jessica and her were always great. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I I like that we saw her, and I, I don't know. She hadn't heard from Trish in like twenty four hours. Yeah, and a like, day. And like that's, <laughs> that's just really that's funny. Not that long, you know. You're a huge pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I don't think she wants to talk to you. You know. Two days even, I'm like, okay, maybe something's wrong. Mm-hmm. But like a day, she just didn't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, give us your thoughts, April, on uh, Trisha's mom. I love the banter once again with Jessica yeah. and her. Uh, she is so obsessed with Trish. Like, I think she needed to calm it down a bit. Like, like you said, 24 hours is nothing. But yeah. um, obviously, we got to get the season rolling. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, your thoughts, Adam? On um, uh, well, she's she's a, a stage mom, you know. Mm-hmm. If you've ever uh, if you ever heard tell of a, a child actor or a child model or a, anything like that, like this is who that woman is. And then we see that when uh, your child is fully grown, you don't stop being a stage mom, and that's that's what she is taking yeah. to the no, end she, degree. She is definitely Gary Coleman's parents stealing his entire fortune. Yes, you know, I mean that that she's just two 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 uh, a hole parents wrapped up up into one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, just jumping around a little bit, it makes sense to talk about Trish now, and uh, I was very excited when we finally saw her, but mostly because we finally saw her in action, because to me, from the end of season two, I'm like, well, next season's going to have to be the Hellcat season. I don't care mm-hmm. what anybody says. Uh, that's what I want more than anything else. Uh, sure, it'd be nice to see Kilgrave again living in Jessica's head, but I really want Hellcat. Uh, Adam, what did you think for just the, the limited action that we saw in this episode? Well, yeah, this is something that you're waiting for since season one. As soon as yeah. they drop that name, and, I, and I'll admit, when the, when the first season happened, I was like, why do I know that name? Yeah. Because she's like a minor Avenger that, like, when I was reading the comics, you know, she would show up. I can't say Hellcat was a character I was ever excited about, like, yeah. reading about. But when you have that familiarity pop up on a show, you do get excited about the fact that, oh, are we going to get Hellcat? And I would say kudos to them for letting that unravel over three or two full seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to have it just be introduced and not really even touch it the first season, then we see where it's going. Like, that's the great thing about these long-form shows, is when they can tease these things out that the fans know are kind of coming. And now we see it. We see her in action with that classic thing they do where, yes, she's sort of in the blue and the yellow, in like the jumpsuit that teases out the colors yeah. of the classic costume without it being the classic costume. God, I just had another... Paying, uh, do you remember that one section of that first season of Iron Fist where you see the classic costume in the black and white footage and the dude has got the two fists? Yeah. That's as good as the costume ever got on that show ever, and we never got yeah. there again, we, right? We, right. You see the you see corpses uh, in season two with the with the suit on as well, but yeah, we, you never get anywhere near. You him never get it near it, right? And so I would have even forgiven the yellow slippers if it, we had the you know the basically the ankle up part of the that costume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, look to, to bring it back to Jessica, we even got the the bad Jessica Jones uh, costume for like a, a, a second. You oh, know? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She did get to see. And it. what was the name? What was it? Jewel? What was the name? I think it was Jewel. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) So, do you think... So, now that we've seen her, there is one cool, like, 
wall walking moment she had. Yeah, that's awesome. That was really cool. <laughs> Do you think that we'll get a more complete costume or a cat suit esque kind of thing? I well, April, why so. don't you answer that question first? Oh, I was and... just gonna say I hope so. Yeah. Um, I like how they were talking too. Like they tease it when Jessica was like, "What? So are you like a cat burglar?" Like they just a bit. What the hell are you? Yeah. A cat burglar? No, <laughs> that's not what she said. Uh, yeah, I I hope, like you said, I hope that we get that. I wonder if it'll be more like you know in season one of Iron Fist. What, I'm sorry, of uh, Luke Cage when he like puts on the laundry and he still has the headband on, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, he's got the Luke Cage costume on oh, for two yeah. seconds. <laughs> so you know, I don't know what she would be wearing. Well, you know, why would she be wearing like that kind of uh, leotard that's you know reminiscent of the color scheme of the X Men costumes? Right. That's besides the point. <laughs> uh, but it would be great if there's at least a version of the mask. I think mm-hmm. that the costume might be might be tough to justify. But I mean, she's well known. First of all, she was on the radio, but now she's on QVC. I mean, I, I know they call it something else, but mm-hmm. let's be honest, that's QVC. That was yeah. weird that, that she's like missing and then she's on TV the next right. day. So it's right. like she really, what, what did she, was she, she literally didn't call her mom for a day. Essentially. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know, I guess it depends on it depends on your mom. People uh, watching, uh, leave a comment uh, if uh, your mom would freak out if she didn't hear from you for 24 hours. Well, Sometimes for a while. Sometimes you're just busy. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> for a while, my mom could text and I had all day, maybe to the next day, to return the text. Now mom knows. Mom's like, you don't return that text right mm-hmm. away. Yeah. She knows, and, and it's uh, it's changed my world. Yeah, my mom's <laughs> like that. Like, if I miss a call, she's like, are you dying? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so we can imagine Trish didn't return the text to her mom <laughs> that we've really established is the worst kind of mom. And it probably wasn't like a 911, I'm in trouble, I need help. It was like, how are you? Right. And then like, I asked how you are nine hours ago. <laughs> so after that uh, encounter, is Jessica aware that there is some kind of like powers? Like Jessica didn't really respond to the fact that she was like doing those wall flips and stuff. Like, w- w- did we? Did we? We didn't really get that reaction from mm-hmm. her. So where, where do we think Jessica is at in terms of her? Because she stopped the procedure in season two, right? That was allegedly going to enhance Trish. Obviously. It didn't work. She did get enhanced. But is Jessica aware? Like, how... I, I was a little surprised that she wasn't more surprised that her friend was jumping out windows. Like, she was staring, but she didn't... She literally jumped out of a window, and then they just caught up with each other in the mm-hmm. next scene. We're like, why did you stop there? So I was wondering when I was watching it, I'm like, okay, I get she's internalizing the way she feels about mm-hmm. Trish and the fact that the relationship's at the point it's at, and also thanks for killing my mom. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. I think that... Uh, I think she might have just been like, I don't want to let on that I think that this is interesting. I'm going to have to think about it. But I, I, I was a little surprised that she didn't even make like a snide comment, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. about like, oh, you can do that now. You know? <laughs> what did you think, April? Yeah, how do you not react to someone doing like a backflip off the wall <laughs> and jumping out yeah, windows? She was like, Adam's going to do a backflip in our next episode, okay. and oh we're all going to react. We're yeah. going to definitely oh, react. Sticking the landings is always a problem <laughs> with my my flips. I tend to land on my head neck, and it's a problem. <laughs> Uh, so uh, this this is uh, and look I was glad that we got Trish in the first episode because I wasn't sure that we would in all mm-hmm. honesty because if it's like oh she's missing uh oh episode four maybe right you're gonna milk that yeah. you're I was like all right that's okay and I wonder where she is and it's like oh she's just she's just out Hellcatting you know that's mm-hmm. really all she was doing uh, so I look forward to uh, more of Hellcat regardless of what she's dressed like and uh, Ryan in the booth has been uh, cycling through some of the images of uh, Hellcat as we've seen her in the comics. 
uh, so thank you for that. Uh, another character that has returned is uh, Jerry Hogarth, who is uh, still alive and uh, you know seems to be doing reasonably well. Suffering uh, from ALS. Suffering from ALS. <laughs> But considering, you know, when I, I guess the last time we saw her was Iron Fist season two, uh, and that—that's correct, right? Because she, she was like trying to, was she trying to work with uh, Typhoid Mary? Yes, I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's, that's a lot because right. we yep. didn't see her. Let's put it this way: we didn't see her in Daredevil season three. I don't think. Uh, somebody correct me if I'm wrong uh, in in the uh, the chat. I don't believe. So. I don't think I we don't did. So. so it had been a little while, and I was like, okay, how's she doing? And you know, okay, getting worse, but it's like just starting to get worse now, which I think is an interesting part of the story. You know that we we know, you know she's starting to have the signs of ALS. And uh, what did you think, April, about her proposal to Jessica, which is essentially? When you can see that I need to go, uh, I'm going to need you to kill me. I just don't want to see it coming. Mm-hmm. And I need you to poison me. Yeah. I need you to need slip you to me pills. Me, yeah. No, Which, baby. By the way, that's my definition of friendship. Right yeah. there. Can you please kill me, but not let me know? <laughs> um, I think that is true Hogarth fashion. She is so strong, and she doesn't want to let on that she's suffering. And I just adore this character. I'm interested to see where she ends up by the end of the season, if she's going to be alive or dead. <laughs> or good or bad. I mean, this is one of those really mm-hmm. good moral, morally ambiguous characters, right? Like, she seems like she's all bad, and then she does something that's good, and you just don't know where she kind of falls. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's very uh, she's very self-involved, but occasionally she is motivated by the right interests, you know? In so- this episode, she talks about, you know, donating to the platinum level for this string of... Uh, quartet um, to do some good, although we find out that it wasn't to do some good. No, it was just to get the attention of a woman who none of the three of us seem to remember. Mm -mm. So again, I am going to lean on those of you watching this in the comments. Should we remember her from something? Because I didn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's the problem with, you know, doing an after show right when something premieres. Uh, there's not a lot of people talking about it just yet, you know? So I, it's I'm, hard to say. I'm going to say something. that we don't know her. Okay, yeah. Be- because, really be- because the way, way they yeah. set it up, you weren't supposed to know why she was really going. Yeah. And then what we clearly got was that there's a lot to catch up on. So much mm-hmm. so that lunch won't cover it. Yeah. So much so that Hogarth, who is uh, a lesbian, uh, was taken aback by the fact that this woman who was putting on... She wasn't performing, right? She was just... Oh, I think she was performing. Oh, she performed. Okay, she did Right, because they said great recital. So this woman who's performing has a husband there, and they're trying to raise money, too. So And she seemed taken aback by the fact that this woman had a husband. Yes. Yes. So that's at least what I think we're meant to believe at this point, is that there is perhaps a romantic history, um, and it doesn't seem like it was left totally on awful terms, because they do seem sort of happy to see each other. Mm Yeah, I think uh, that that's uh, that's exactly where I was at with that, and uh, you know, I, but as with anything, I, I there was a nagging like, am I forgetting somebody? Mm-hmm. You know, but it, that was at first I, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Also, because what I've experienced is because we've had such a great interconnected Marvel mini universe. I started thinking, wait, were you on Punisher season right. two? She reminded me of the woman that was the mother of the guy that the Bullseye character dated for a while. Like, I was oh, wow. a raspy voiced yeah. woman. Okay. Raspy, the one who talks to me like yeah. my daughter. <laughs> Stay away from my daughter. Yeah. 
Uh, but it wasn't her. It wasn't her. I'm like, uh, but I'm just saying, like, I was starting to get confused because we do have these characters that show up, and there's a lot of characters. It's a lot of characters. uh, You know, it's hard to. It can be hard to keep track. So uh, we, uh, so we, we had uh, uh, all of those things. Let's talk about Marcus's storyline, which I found to actually be very interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marcus, as we knew, uh, working for Hogarth, and uh, he's uh, basically well. He's a reverse of you, Adam. He comes in and fixes situations and makes them better instead of going on panels for shows that uh, you you demand be canceled it, prematurely it, after one episode aired. Is it, uh, is it is it Malcolm or Marcus? I'm getting Malcolm. It's on Malcolm. IMDb. What did I say? Marcus. I said Marcus. It's I okay. Should, I'm should, no, no. You're right. It's it's Malcolm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Marcus we love too, but he's apparently not a character on the show. <laughs> he's great. Malcolm, though. I'm glad you corrected me on <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> Again, if only somebody hadn't deleted his notes, <laughs> had notes about Malcolm's storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, let's start with you, April. Uh, what did you think throughout you know, basically his storyline as a whole throughout the episode? Uh, he seems to be damn good at his job yeah. in the beginning, which I thought was really awesome, but you find out that he's not happy doing what he's doing. He's disgruntled, and I think we're going to see a lot of interesting things from him involving his job later on. Yeah, the idea that his job is to help a drunk driver keep driving drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, It's the culmination of, like, this isn't really what I wanted to do. I wanted to be kind of an investigator, not... You know, not the wolf from Pulp Fiction. You know, for guys who uh, you mm-hmm. know could be getting DUIs. What do you think, Adam? I think um, this character is not long for this world. Whoa, Malcolm! I feel like Malcolm might be setting up for an emotional, important death. Wow! Be- just because when you see a character do something that is so dark and. Like a real, like, what he does in this episode is pretty unforgivable. It's a very serious crime. Right. And, and it's like, it's, uh, it's like almost like not quite Punisher level, but, you know, he, it, you know, he, uh, basically attacks the drunk driver, ends his career potentially, because yeah. mm-hmm. he, in, in his mind, that's the right thing to do rather than calling a cop or reporting it. Like, so he, I don't know. I was just like, that is pretty heavy, what he just did. So there's a, some kind of serious turn, either a heel turn or or that, a redeemable death, I, I feel like, could be happening for him. You know, I hadn't thought about it. I figured, of course, there would be consequences uh, because, yeah, he's decided that, yes, this is what my job is, but uh, I'm only going to feel good about myself if I do the opposite of my job, which is, you know... And, and not, do you think not, this is the beginning? or I, I mean, do you think this is the last thing he's going to do in that? No, of course no. not. Right. I think, it's only uh, the beginning. Yeah, this is just the guy who we knew from this episode. So <laughs> who started as a junkie, right? Yeah. So he was a guy who had this great arc, and he worked for Jessica last season. Yes. And then felt like, what was it, April? You were, we were saying like, what was his big uh, problem that he had with with Jessica? Like he wasn't, he didn't like what he was doing, or he wasn't getting paid enough. He wasn't appreciated. I he think was, was he was not was. appreciated at all. And you know, I think uh, Jessica was too comfortable in how dismissive she was of mm-hmm. him, and he. He worked really hard uh, to help her, and uh, you know, yeah. So I think that's that's obviously that was why he left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes to work for Hogarth, who still he's sort of unappreciated. Or he's doing things he's not comfortable with, 
probably getting paid a lot better, though, mm-hmm. yeah. than Elliot's investigations. <laughs> yes, pays. I would say so. Um, but he's also not happy, and we've we've uh, they've sort of intimated that he wants to start his own competing PI. So now he's potentially going to be a competing PI with Jessica, and we know he's got some dark methods. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 it, very interesting groundwork being laid in just the first episode for this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which uh, I, I don't know what I was expecting from him this season, but uh, I thought you know the fact that we we actually see so this guy's a baseball player uh, and you know there's always you know people don't want to license he, logos and anything so the, you know some made up baseball team right, which right. is it's like really that's he's Ray Donovan he's Ray Donovan ing <laughs> things right yeah. and so whatever he does I hope he gets to do it for a few more episodes because I think it'll be interesting to see uh, you know this character. Uh, well, basic, not basically. He's taking the law into his own hands because uh, he's he he. I don't know. I guess he has a conscience, uh, right? And I can see that 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 being set up as a sort of mirror to like, well, Jessica, how is it any different than when you do when you use your powers and you're throwing mm-hmm. people around on the beach? Your PI, it's like that 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 flip side, that classic, you know, I'm just like you, you're nothing like me kind of thing. We have that going on with Jessica, Trish, Malcolm, all where they're they're. Like skewing the scale on what's good, and they're trying to decide what's right and wrong, and it's not black and white. Yeah, and Jessica admittedly has started to give a shit, according to her words, and and like doesn't want it, but she does. She's got a moral compass. She's the one that does, despite the fact that Trish's mother tells Jessica that Trish was Jessica's moral compass, and wow, you're not the same without her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that uh, that uh, juxtaposition was great because uh, you have Trish. His mother saying that, and you have Jessica, uh, you know, just going right in, reading uh, reading Trisha's email to her, mm-hmm. and then throwing <laughs> it back in her face. Uh, but you know, when you're, I mean, they can they they seem to consider themselves sisters. They were that close, obviously, earlier in the series. So uh, I, I guess I don't. Know, I guess that goes with the territory. But uh, I, I, yeah, I think uh, that. It, it, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of gray area that all these characters are, are operating in, and I, I think it's not a good it's not a good recipe for uh, uh, for a happy life. You know, I hadn't even thought about uh, Malcolm dying until you said it. Now all I can think of, like, oh, I hope we get a couple more episodes of him. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> because I don't know I don't know how long he is for the world. <laughs> I, I, I think if, if if it does happen, it would be like mid middle of the season. Yeah, like uh, there's always that like big turn. Something big has to happen yeah. and switches things. Um, I know the episode a- ends with uh, Jessica well, yeah, saying, I, I, like, I, "You're good." No, I was just saying, like she 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 gets got. Yeah. You know, she gets stabbed right after... Oh, so... I mean, she's about to do two of my literal favorite things on the planet (laughs) Earth, right? Sex and hamburgers. I don't know. You could flip the order of those things being my favorite on any given day. The order's relative. The order is totally relative. Depends on the partner, depends on the burger. (laughs) Totally. Which one goes first. Exactly. So So, these things get interrupted in what is essentially like the inciting incident for like the season. Mm -hmm. Someone's coming after Jessica. She's bleeding out on the floor. Malcolm comes out to see her and her last thought is... Get the bad guy. Yeah. She goes down, which I thought was great because she's still uh, focused on that. And you know, uh, it's it's the th- reason why I was surprised by that. One, I didn't see it coming, but I didn't think 
that you could stab her like that and and have it stop her in the way that it did. I didn't you know? think so either. I, I thought that she was well. I thought it, I thought she was stronger than that. In mm-hmm. all honesty, you know, I didn't think she was Luke Cage where the knife was going to break. But I mean, she couldn't. You know, she's like crawling down the hallway, and you know, I mean, she, look, they definitely, like you said, they got her. They got her good. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I was like, wow, that's it was more gruesome than I expected because yeah. I didn't think that yeah. you could do that and, to her. And I think that's what it was. It was just even though she is tough and it's probably harder to break her bones and she's way strong, when you lose blood, I don't, you know, it almost seems like even if, if you could get to Luke Cage's blood and empty that much blood out of him, right, you can't, you wouldn't be able to puncture Luke Cage, but mm-hmm. but Jessica isn't puncture-proof, and she just lost a ton of blood, so that's why I think she lost consciousness, yeah. but mm-hmm. maybe she needs to uh, armor up and put on a better outfit, like the old outfit again. Right, exactly. She needs <laughs> a little the outfit. So, I was glad to see uh, Malcolm uh, to the rescue there, because there was the awkward exchange earlier in the, in the episode where, mm-hmm. you know, he was having the dinner party, and it's like... Oh, yeah, this is Jessica. Oh, yeah, from down the hall. Like, not any knowledge of, like, oh, you guys were friends and worked mm-hmm. together. It's just like, oh, yeah, so that's that lady that lives in our building. And Malcolm has a nice uh, sort of uh, upscale girlfriend, it looked mm-hmm. like. He was, yeah. uh, who yeah. works for Hogarth? Did yeah. we see? It was also working for yeah. Hogarth, mm-hmm. so she was a lawyer, too. Yeah, so uh, good, okay. good to see. Look, I, I think uh, we want to see Malcolm happy. And uh, we'll see if we get to see that for 13 episodes <laughs> or only five. Uh, but uh, that's why these shows are great, because of just how quickly you can go on to the next one, which mm-hmm. uh, you know we'll, we'll all do momentarily. And uh, we hope you all join us after episode two for... Our episode two, which will already be available by by the time you're watching this, you'll already be able to see our our second episode. So uh, we'll have plenty more to talk about uh, season three specific as we go along. But we wanted to take a moment and do a top three here. Uh, this is Ooh. look at that our <laughs> top three Marvel Netflix villains. I think we need to be very specific with that because mm-hmm. if we open it up to Netflix, that's a lot of shows. If you open up to Marvel, that's movies and comics. Mm-hmm, and, you know, mm-hmm, we'll be mm-hmm. here all day. Uh, so so no Galactus on this list, alright? So anybody cross that out. If it's not a Marvel Netflix villain, they are not on our list. Uh, I'll, I'll take number three, who uh, we decided as a panel was Cottonmouth. From uh, season one of Luke Cage, uh, and uh, I, I don't know. I found that he was the perfect adversary for uh, for Luke, mm-hmm. uh, played by Mahershala Ali, of course. The great Mahershala yeah. Ali. Is he two time Academy? Two Academy. Yeah. Two time Academy. And I thought that at the Oscars, it's like, yeah, two time Academy Awards. But to me, you're, al- you're always Cottonmouth. Uh-huh. You know? Crushes two, detec- two yeah. detectives. Right. Too. Yeah. Doing exactly. Great old man work. So, as uh-huh. a detective. What fantastic. Uh, casting, and uh, I, I don't know. I think that he's he's a great villain. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's he's perfect for Luke, and the, the the that season and the series as a whole lose lost something for me when he wasn't around anymore. Mm-hmm. I thought that this was going to be like the kingpin, and we were going to have you know Cottonmouth for multiple seasons. Uh, of course, then we only got two seasons. Of he the was Cage. almost yeah. like a scapegoat the way they used him. Yeah. Like he was like it's, he was like the red herring villain, and then mm-hmm. they kind of surprised us. Yeah, who, you know who actually became the big villain. But you're right because he did so because he's so incredible. It was that thing. It was almost that like that David Tennant effect. Again. 
again that you just feel a vacuum when he's not on the show. And also, what was the, what was the uh, snake guy that, that actually... Uh, the season two? No, the actual season one that he fights at the end. It was like, becomes all amped up. Oh, Diamondback? It? Diamondback. He comes in and he's playing it really corny and really over the top. It didn't seem like it was a fair replacement for, mm-hmm. for that I, kind of I villain. I definitely agree. Felt like a downgrade. Uh, s- speaking of David Tennant, uh, April, talk about our number two. Oh, look how we did it now! <laughs> so smooth. Um, Thank you. Kilgrave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, David Tennant is fantastic. I absolutely adored his character. And I did feel like season two lost a little spark when he was no longer with us. We only had the one episode with him in season two. Yeah, you know? I mean, this guy... I, I was interested in seeing because I had, I was a fairly recent Doctor Who person because mm-hmm. of, you know because of the new ones that, they, yep. that he was in the Russell T Davies right, and I was like well I just got to see this guy again and now that's why I've, he've announced him as my man crush because now I've seen him in like four things and he's, he's always that good he's the most charismatic and, person and you mentioned Good Omens uh, this show Broadchurch uh, Church yes. and Doctor East yeah. couldn't be more different on those shows mm-hmm. and you know look there's a lot of actors that. Uh, you know, sometimes you get the Vince Vaughn effect where it's the same character and everything. Oh, no, 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 no. He is much better. <laughs> no, no, I like no. him much better. Uh, so, yeah, great, great yeah, villain. And I, also I a did. sympathetic villain. Like, also, like, mm-hmm. there was even an episode in that first season where they're working together and you're like, are they going to work it out? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my yeah, God. And when we get his backstory, we see him as a kid. Like, that is mm-hmm. the, the perfect, well-defined adversary yeah. for a superhero. And mm-hmm. he was perfect in it. And I love that we did, we even see the purple scarf there. Yeah. We got the hints he had purple suits on. Yeah. You know, so they didn't it's good that they didn't do him in purple face. No. I think no. that would have been very <laughs> offensive to purple not, people Yeah, everywhere. not in 2017 yeah, or whatever that do, was. Yeah, you, you, you just can't do no, that anymore. We don't get to do purple face anymore. Um, so, but the, the number one yes, best Netflix, Netflix villain, we all agreed, and yes. I think a lot of people agreed, this one I think you could almost throw out there into the pool with the cinematic universe and everything yes. else. Yeah. That's how good this incredible actor Vincent D'Onofrio brought the kingpin to life, yeah, in a, also a sympathetic way, and with a very interesting take and voice and character ticks, and yet make, makes it believable that he can be a physical equal to Daredevil, and is also so menacing. I mean, tour de force. I don't know what else you say. No, I mean, you want to talk about actors who are great whenever you see them in anything, going back to Full Metal Jacket. Yes! You know, and he's always fantastic. He's and very much like a private pile kind of performance. Yeah, like, he's a man baby. This this isn't like the idea of, like, I'm doing a, a superhero villain, mm-hmm. and, I, you know, he, he you feel like he took it just as seriously as if he, you know, sat down and was going to, I don't know, play Abraham Lincoln. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's like, no, this is important that I get this right. And, uh, uh, you want to talk about uh, characters that I don't want to see played by anyone else? Uh, the Wilson Fisk, uh, as uh, portrayed by Vincent D'Onofrio, and you know that—that's one of the disappointing things about not getting. Although Liev Schreiber's, you know, super wide. Oh, no. in, in into the Spider Verse, that was uh-huh. that was a great. That's what what I like about that too is that that's a different take, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I agree on uh, on all of those. Obviously, that was our panel. Now we had some honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you? Why don't you give an honorable mention, April? Uh, going back to Daredevil season three, Bullseye was fantastic. Agreed. I loved Incredible. watching him slowly unravel and listening to all the therapist discussions was so good. I loved the final uh, fight scene with him. Just 
Uh, yeah, the scene yes. in the church. Yeah, there mm-hmm. there were so many. You know, when he's pretending to be Daredevil. Yeah, there, yeah, there were so many great things from from old Dex. Yeah, was it was it the, was it okay? Yeah, that, that that with the office and the pencils and yeah. the things. Oh, I, yeah, that, so good. Not since Colin Farrell did you ever think that you can make this character so terrifying. It really was like you felt the um, like suspense for Daredevil. Mm-hmm. It, that scene, I mean, and so many of the again across the board for the Marvel Netflix, the action, the stunts, the choreography is. is has been on another level, particularly I think with da- with the Daredevil yes, show. Absolutely. Um, I-, I just wanted to give one shout out also to uh, Bushmaster yeah. from season two of Luke Cage, uh, mostly for that just one um, like Cyclone Guile Street Fighter two kick he gives him like on the bridge, yeah. where he just kicks him in the face and he has no idea what happened, and that that was a great, also really sympathetic character too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree, and uh, we'll have to. Uh, unfortunately, we'll have to look at the Netflix uh, Marvel universe as a whole uh, throughout the course of mm-hmm. uh, this season of Jessica mm-hmm. Jones because this is the uh, final entry. But uh, if you keep an eye on all the things out there, it seems like uh, Marvel's doing a good job building a little Hulu universe yeah. with uh, Ghost Rider and Hellstrom, and also some animated series, mm-hmm. and uh, you know some other things that you hear. Uh, you know, uh, I mean they they also have uh, Runaways on Hulu and. Uh, the basically the reruns of yeah. Cloak and Dagger from yep. Freeform. So uh, I think, and it, look, it's a very different space. This is the sort of Hell's Kitchen slash Harlem uh, heroes, mm-hmm. and then this is going to be sort of a little bit more of a supernatural, you know, Ghost Rider sort of uh, feel. So uh, I think it's great because there's so many different kinds of stories that you can tell in the Marvel universe. But we will be back. To talk about episode two of Jessica Jones, uh, like I said, you'll find it right where you found this one. But until then, April, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at April13Dawn. And Adam, where can people find you? You can find me at Adam Gertler on those same platforms. And you can find me at Christian DMZ on those platforms. Don't look for me on the old platforms. I'm not on Friendster or MySpace. Anyway, that's all the time we have for now, but we will see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 